0: Welcome to Nightclerk Radio, episode 26. And before we get into everything, I want to start off with a little bit of news. It is March 1st when this episode drops, assuming I can do math and count. So, (laughs) (laughs) as promised our Patreon is now live. So you can find Nightclerk Radio on Patreon. Of course, it'll be in the show notes. I'm sure I'll tweet it. And if you join, you get access to stuff like our our Discord, join the community, chat with other people about Vaporwave and other haunted music. And then at least once a month, for now, we're going to do bonus episodes. Probably have a poll for the first one, see what people are into. As the Patreon continues to grow, I hope to provide more content. That's pretty exciting, right, Ross, who is also here? Yes. (laughs)
1: Hi, I am here. Thanks, Burke. Yeah, I'm very excited to have the Patreon up so we can get that Discord going and we can all start Mm -hmm. chatting about, you know, music that we like. And... Other vaporwave topics, I know there's all kinds of really cool mixes on YouTube. Visual mixes now, that's that's getting to be a bigger thing, so we'll be... Yeah. Yeah, linking to those on the Discord. And yeah, just just hanging out and uh, having fun. And of course, we get to do more episodes uh, about that's all right. kinds of topics. We've, we've got a whole... We got a Trello board with episode ideas. And we care enough to organize. For certain values of organize. I mean, relative to us. It's pretty organized. Yeah, sure. We'll just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for any and all support you offer. We we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But moving on to our actual topic today is pretty exciting. We're doing R slash Vaporwave, the subreddit, we're doing their best to 2020 Ross. They have a, a big mm-hmm. list of 20 albums because it's uh the information era. It's included just in a JPEG, not mm-hmm. an actual list, which you'll find mm-hmm. in the show notes also. And we're gonna pick through these and figure out what we like and uh, what people should check out.
1: Yeah, the the subreddit for Vaporwave is probably one of the largest communities for Vaporwave in terms of discussion and sort of like, here's where new albums drop or are linked and like that's sort of how they spread. And they've been doing this for years, like the best of Vaporwave, uh, Vaporwave Starter Guide as just Mm. massive JPEGs They're like 3000 pixels wide. I mean, that's how I started researching Vaporwave. Like, there's so much out there. Like, how do you find what to listen to? And so it's very helpful to kind of narrow it down and... They just dropped, obviously, at the beginning of the year. And it was like, oh, well, we might as well look into that. And so, yeah, I'm quite happy to examine these albums. Yeah. And it's it's kind of an interesting
0: challenge because it's mm-hmm. 20 albums, which is a lot to go through kind of in the time we have between recording episodes. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious, what was your listening strategy before we get into kind of talking about the albums? How did you how did you approach this problem? It was
1: kind of arbitrary and capricious. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> I started with Midnight Store by Donor Lens first mm-hmm. because I liked the title and I like the cover art. And I was like, ooh, what's this about? And uh, that was enough to get me. And then I, where did I go from there? I did a lot of just looking around. I actually, then I started doing it by like, I started at the top and then I went to the bottom. And then I mm-hmm. started, you know, just kind of oscillating wildly between Oh, I have to listen to the Blank Banshee. I can't, we can't do this and at least not check it out. Like, of course.
0: Yeah, I'm very similar. I started with uh, Omega Mall X by Limousine because I was like, that's probably the most likely to be Mallsoft because it's got mall in the title. Yeah. It's one of my favorite subgenres. And then I just random walk just Mm -hmm. stochastically through the list until I listen to everything at least once Mm -hmm. because kind of the work I do, it's very easy to put on music in the background. And then if something is interesting, just make a note. I listened to everything at least once and then did like re-listens of maybe ten and then mm-hmm. kind of narrowed it down from there.
1: Yeah. So I, I listened to a good sample and it was it was really hard to pick three. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did notice some trends in what they picked for twenty twenty, or at least these were I think one of the big trends I noticed and and it wasn't universal, but it was it was certainly, I think, in the majority of the albums I listened to was like I guess I would describe them as good vibes, like positive vibes. Like mm-hmm. these were like fun and or chill albums. They weren't they're like There were certainly dark elements in some of the albums, but they were not the more somber. It was not like Birth of a New Day or, you know, from 2014 or some of the weirder hypnagogic kind of stuff that we've checked out in the past. This was like, hey, 2020 is 2020. Let's have something fun and more future funk oriented or more pop oriented. And did you pick up on that? Yeah, no, that's interesting. I I make
0: sense now. I should have done more of like a a meta thinking about everything. Mm -hmm. No, that's right. There's a lot of like...
1: Summer jams. Yeah, it was just like, it was like, oh, this is good. Oh, this album's good, too. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I could totally listen to this. It's like, yeah, they did a good job with picking 20 great albums.
0: So I think the way we want to structure this discussion, because it is a lot of albums to just Mm -hmm. discuss kind of the way we normally do is I think we each picked three. That's Mm -hmm. roughly top three, but I don't even like saying that. Other than the one that I liked the most, I think the others could shuffle around and I'd be fine if oh, sure. any of them ended mm-hmm. up as, as some of these three picks. But I think anything that we agree on, I think we're going to discuss maybe in a little bit more detail because we can go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Anything we don't, sell me on your choice and I'll sell you on mine.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you want to go first or shall I? I will go first. Do it. And I think, though, looking at your show notes, I think this is... we. Uh, it turns out we have similar tastes in some ways. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> Everlasting Summer, which is in Japanese okay. text, by Desert Sands, Feel Warm at Night. Mm-hmm. When I started listening to this album, this immediately stood out to me because it was different than a lot of the albums I had been listening to. Because while it is certainly... I would still ca- categorize as summary. The artists tag it as slush wave. And I'll explain that a little bit. It's way more ambient. It's way slower than a lot of these albums. It's not future mm-hmm. funk. And I'd actually heard of this artist before. Desert Sands <laughs> feel warm at night. This is their thing, this kind of music. And this is, I think, they're the best album I've listened to from them.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: I quite enjoy this. It's meditative. It's like, for me... The type of music I listen to is based on the time of day. So like when it, mm. when I'm in the morning, in the afternoon, I like listening to really like high energy kind of music. But like at night, I want to slow down. And this is the perfect kind of nighttime music for me when I don't want to feel dark. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I totally
0: get that. I actually picked this because it does one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. which is like the track structure is very meta Mm -hmm. because you mentioned slush wave and i'll let you uh, elaborate on that in a second but Mm -hmm. the way this album is is it's just a handful of longer tracks yeah there's Mm -hmm. a few like four minute tracks but some are like 10 14 and i really love that they start off very clean and they start off sounding like i i write like a john hughes soundtrack like the instrumental parts of like a john hughes early camera career like that 80s rom-com we're falling in love at the beach in the summer Mm -hmm. and then over the course of these eight minutes it just devolves into like, like <laughs> yeah. distorted, messy, slushy vocals and like everything kind of falls apart. And I really love that meta aspect of like your memory is deteriorating as you become <laughs> removed from them in time.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. That, yeah. I had thought that about that. That sort of
0: structural reading of that. I really, <laughs> I love albums that do that, that mess with the idea of like, it's almost like a meta commentary on the fact that it's, it's nostalgia mm-hmm. and that's kind of like oh, a lie. Yeah. Because there's so much like summer jam music and there's nothing wrong with it. It's one of my shout out, like not my top three, but one of my shout out albums, super chill summer music, but it's, it's always clean and chill. Yeah. So it's kind of like that idyllic view of those memories. And this is like, no, they melt away into chaos. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's why I picked that. First, let's, let's have a sample before I d- give it into the description. Um, and this is the track four, uh, just about a minute into it. So Slushwave is heavily influenced, heavily inspired by Telepath. Telepath is, of course, one of the quote-unquote bigger names of Vaporwave. Telepath is one half of 2814, which did Birth of a New Day, which we mentioned multiple times on the show because it's it's mm-hmm. sort of like, it's like Floral Shop and then Birth of a New Day in terms of big Vaporwave albums. Um, it, it got quote-unquote mainstream critical acclaim when it was released mm-hmm. and telepath has released a ton of music and they've done live shows too but they they wear elaborate costumes with like face concealing masks even before covid so it's like the the identity of the artist is very up in the air and that's sort of part of the mystique of telepath i'm quoting from a rate Year music article that describes vaporwave subgenres and it's a subgenre of vaporwave that encompasses the sound of telepath heavily layered tracks that are often longer than normal vaporwave typically longer than six minutes you know per track obscured under ping-ponging sampling and significant reverb so yeah there's a very layered there's a very like there's a lot of reverb there's there's, there's this kind of you you can just just pick up on it album art is often very hazy and like It looks like it was a photo taken in the 80s, often of Asian women or screenshots Mm. from a movie like this particular album is like someone walking off in the distance as the sun is setting on a road and the the street lights are on. So it's very nice. And it does feel like in the desert at night and it's warm. They did it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have one more sample.
0: Yeah. I just want to give people an example of like when stuff really breaks down. part where i feel like it really gets what i think of as slushy Mm because it's really long but we're still in that slowed down vaporwave phase all that cleanliness is behind us and we've completely moved on it's almost like a slow genre gradient across the track
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um so
0: what is your first album my first album well yeah this plan somewhat backfired because i legitimately thought that we would pick three unique albums that we can Mm -hmm. each talk about real quick and and highlight a bunch of them. But we actually have another overlap, Mm -hmm. which is we both really loved High Society by Luxury Elite. Absolute lo-fi like funk jams. Mm -hmm. Just the whole album, her production is wonderful. Just all this funk and bass and these really cool samples from either early 80s, like lesser known funk tracks. That are really good actually i listened to when he's sampled a lot of source material is great or like late 80s r&b ballads i just love it mixed with like the little bit of lo-fi and the little bit of glitch mm-hmm. it's great to listen to
1: yeah it's it's very clean very very uh, pop feeling and i i really like this because this is the luxury elite is another big you know quote unquote big name in vaporwave mm-hmm. she she's been putting out a lot of music and i've i've liked a lot of individual tracks but i've never really clicked with a full luxury elite album. But this is the first one that I really clicked with. So I really Mm -hmm. appreciated that. And it really does stick to the idea of the title High Society. It does feel like, you know, a Revlon fashion shoot or or a a show Mm -hmm. from like, you know, 1987 or something like that like the title track High Society track 7 it just fucking slaps that that guitar that breaks in a little like about a minute 50 seconds in uh with the piano rolls like oh god, oh my god. <laughs> why don't we have a little sample Again, it's me really, I guess, like, oh, this is what people are thinking when they're like luxury elite titles tracks on various mixes have been really good. But I've just a Mm -hmm. full body of her work. This is a breakthrough for me and and I'm happy for it.
0: So I agree. I really like the theming of the album. All the track Mm -hmm. titles are also expensive sounding things. They're like perfume (laughs) commercials, executive suite, (laughs) high society, ocean view. Mm hmm. Magic Summer, et cetera. Somebody Rides a little off. Yeah. Holo Harlequin, which I will shout out, not from a sample standpoint, but uh, the back half of it sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog music, which I loved. <laughs> yeah. Like the, whatever bass sample they use is very similar, uh, similar to what's in some of the Genesis Sonics, which are, have great soundtracks. Uh, and mm-hmm. Genesis had a really interesting sound chip for bass. So it's just why so many Genesis soundtracks are very funky, like Doe Jam and Earl and Streets mm-hmm. of Rage and stuff as a little aside. But yeah, this album absolutely fits into what you were talking about with, like, carefree summer jams. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a little, it's got a little part that deviates, so mm-hmm. it's a little of five times. But in general, yeah, it's like just this sort of funky. It's weird, though, because now that I'm thinking about it, it is like funk jams. But it's also like a little melancholic at times.
1: Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah.
0: Which I think is maybe sometimes how
1: summer memories can go. Like, it's... Again like the content like music is never removed from like the culture that produces it in sure. 2020s like you could see just a lot of these artists were like wanting something other than mm-hmm. what was going around them but yet they can't escape it and that that's kind of yeah. Vaporwave's thing in some way we cannot <laughs> escape and uh, you know this album
0: really just real quick directly acknowledges that cuz one of the tags is escapism on Bandcamp which you don't often see being so explicitly noted
1: oh yeah I think that's the thing about Vaporwave. You know, the joke is, you know, Vaporwave is dead, but Vaporwave people are still making Vaporwave because mm. it's still is still relevant. But people are beginning to like the subtext is becoming text now. Like people are like, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. is what this music's been talking about for like the last twelve years. Yeah. I do want to mention though, you mentioned Subway Ride. Right? That the fucking bass guitar of that is mm. <laughs> extremely mm. good. If you want to listen to like a fun, yeah, just put this on. I mean, if you need to remember
0: a time when society could fuck around instead of find out, (laughs) it's an album for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm going to kick it back to you now. What's your unique choice?
1: We went back and forth on this, but I realized I have to talk about "We Fit HD <laughs> Remaster" by US Golf ninety five uh, for a couple of reasons. One is US Golf ninety five is another artist I've been aware of for for quite some time. Their sound is very classic vaporwave. They've done a lot of good work over the years, but I want to talk about this one too because this is very much talking about the the music of nintendo the style of nintendo music which Mm -hmm. is it's sort of its own subgenre and it fucking slaps. like the Wii, the Wii menu music has become a meme and is i think a pipeline into vaporwave for some people (laughs) and and nintendo really exemplifies this the one company's maintained one sort of aesthetic for such a long period of time that they they know what they're about and they're sticking to it it's also like you know we talk about how you know uh vaporwave is this idea of what culture was after the cold war but before 911 but like that idea didn't disappear after 911 like it, it you know like new ideas entered the, sort of the you know the Volks guys but like people still want this like happy consumer society where where things are just working and everything has its place and your only problems are personal you don't have to worry about the world and nintendo sort of exemplifies that i think like mm-hmm. you know a vaporwave aesthetic in a post vaporwave uh, society if, if i'm getting theoretical but it's sort of riffing on the stylings of we you know that very popular early 2000s nintendo console and nintendo music in general more specifically, it actually reminds me a lot of Ring Fit, which is a Nintendo Switch game, which mm-hmm. I have, which I have played quite a bit of because, hey, it's a game and it's exercise. And it reminds me of that as well, which, of course, its music is derived from Wii Fit, which I didn't have a Wii, so I only know it through the memes. But let's just first have a sample of Exergaming Gaming, track four. <laughs> track four really had this really nice baseline and like these little maracas in it it's definitely good music to exercise by what do you think of the album it's funny
0: so first of all i feel like i betrayed you oh, because no. <laughs> when we uh first looked at this list of albums we both were like well we have to talk about we fit mm-hmm. i mean that has to be one that we cover and then I didn't pick it for one of my top three, <laughs> which is for the better, because then we would have had the exact same top three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's it's pretty fun. Uh, I know US Golf 95 because they did uh, an album called Twin Peak Diaries, which is for <laughs> Twin Peaks Inspired Tracks. So I get to mention mm-hmm. Twin Peaks and, and Lynch. I think We Fit is really fun. So I did have a Weave. I never had a Wii Fit. But I, I do have firsthand experience with like the the me creation theme. And, mm-hmm. and sitting and listening to it on loop forever, trying to mess with all the me album, mm-hmm. you know, the me icons to make something that looks somewhat like I think I look like.
1: Yeah, but this album, it's not just the exercise sort of like high intensity music. There's also like what I like to call menu music, which is uh, this whole subcategory, subgenre of ambient music. This album certainly does that too. track 10 body test mm-hmm. certainly has uh, some of that. I liked track eight step
0: aerobics, mm-hmm. which is kind of like chill and synthy.
1: Yeah, no, the, the whole album, like, again, it's, it's going to trigger that nostalgia for you if, if you're a fan, if you've listened to Nintendo music system, you know, Nintendo system music, just, you know, load menus and all that fun stuff. So why don't we put a little sample in here? more of these like synth pads in it more of that piano and the, the maracas again uh just a fun album <laughs> and a maracas and nintendo music i think i kind of like that
0: you like a maraca
1: yeah it's pretty fun and there's nothing wrong with that no
0: not at all it is super fun i don't know why when i did the first listen through it it made it to that second tier of kind of the 10 things i listened to more than once
1: mm-hmm.
0: i don't know i don't I think it grabbed me in the same way, because I really liked your description of Nintendo as sort of maintaining an aesthetic mm-hmm. through the years, really updating it for graphics, but kind of not really like you still know it's Nintendo, mm-hmm. even though the, the pixel counts have evolved to polygon counts. <laughs> Something about it, I don't know, is maybe a little too, a little too carefree or somewhere in the back of my head, like the fact that the Wii Music is kind of Mimi now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I don't want to say turned me off to it though, because I still like it, but it just didn't grab me in the same way as I expected it to. I really, I was really excited to listen to it when I saw it on the list, and in actually listening to it, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, a lot of this is really cool, but I think there's other (laughs) like more interesting stuff.
1: I mean, maybe. Yeah, it was really hard to pick the three albums for this. I Mm -hmm. I did go back several times, but I think part part of it, I think, was that I wanted to talk about Nintendo music as a thing. So maybe it was just the discussion.
0: Of course. I think that's an interesting discussion. I think that's a a completely valid. I'm not uh, Mm -hmm. saying it's a bad pick. I'm just trying to process in real time what held me back from enjoying it as much as I thought I would.
1: I think maybe the dozens of hours I've done with Ring Fit might have also affected me, you know, listening to this saying, because they they just they don't have a Mm. lot of it's fine music, but man, they like. This is the fight music when you're doing your exercises. This is it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It, it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> so I got used to that music
0: pretty quickly. So you're you're yeah. haunted by the specter of Ring Fit, and I am not. That is <laughs> yeah. why it, it mm-hmm. connected with you. <laughs> yep. You know what? I'll take it. So what was uh, your unique pick there? My, my last choice was... Man, I did not expect to like this album as much as I did, but I'm going with Discordia by WinterQuilt. Mm-hmm. So... Four tracks, each about 10 to 12 minutes long. Of man, how do you even describe it? <laughs> Latin and jazz and Prague and classical and black metal. And I just describe it as this endless midi fractal descent of like vapor waves interpretations of all those genres mm-hmm. mashed into 40 minutes of chaos.
1: Yeah. Yeah, certainly the metal aspect of it makes it stand out among all of these albums. Mm -hmm. And I think also because we just recently did
0: the Master Boot Record episode, so I kind Mm -hmm. of had like midi metal on Mm -hmm. the mind to begin with. I'll admit, which is interesting for a top choice, but it actually didn't really click with me until over halfway through the album. (laughs) I'll play it. So it didn't click with me until this part, which occurs uh, six minutes into track three, which is also the title track of Discordia. because there's a lot of metal there's there's really cool drum samples and solos and it's very much like if you're into a band like behind the buried in me or anything associated with that sort of genre twisting uh, prog metal that's what a lot of this sounds like to me but mm-hmm. then there's just this part where it just breaks out all the guitar drops out there's this kind of dissonant synth you hear the bass and drum are each playing their own ostinato which is a repeated pattern but they're slightly in opposition And it's just so proggy and jazzy. Like you hear this all the time in like gent and jazz metal and modern jazz fusion. You don't really know where you are in a measure. The two things that typically anchor you to the meter are fighting each other. And neither of them are hitting on the downbeat. You don't know (laughs) what's going on. And you just get it just like I just snapped into I was like, holy shit, this rules. This is like exactly what I listen to. And I listened to that like minute and a half on repeat over and over again oh man oh, no i love that shit mm-hmm. one of my favorite things in media sounds really pretentious but when it's like inscrutable or difficult you have to like mm-hmm. stop and like really process it and think about what it's trying to do and like yeah i just listened to it on a repeat just trying to clap along and just try to find it like is it in four like is it what is you know it just sucked me in then i went back and listened to the whole album i was like oh this this rules this is like all over the place in my favorite way
1: wow yeah because i i think we chatted about this a bit like i i started listening to sounds like what the hell is going on here and uh mm-hmm. yeah you, you were kind of cool i was like oh okay yeah well, i just didn't appreciate it i hadn't like listened to it yet yeah oh wow i had no idea you had this whole revelation to you <laughs> yeah this is one of the albums i listened to like once maybe twice i'll have to re-listen to it i do like this whole general trend of like expanding what vaporwave is taking mixing vaporwave into other genres like Mm. this this is not the only album that does that in this list of 20 but like i think it's certainly the boldest experimentation
0: yeah yeah it's really part of this whole forefront of i guess for lack of a better term people are calling it post vaporwave of kind of like Moving beyond what people have done kind of for the last couple of years and really figuring out what you can do with these tools mm-hmm. in the set, because it still does have a lot of vaporwave elements to it. Like some things trying to mimic like unclean or like dirty vocals in metal, which is like the people call it like the cookie monster screaming, mm-hmm. but also has like clean vocals, but the clean vocals are kind of given this vaporwave treatment of being like stretched and expanded and pitch bent and messed with. So it still has those little hints of a vaporwave, but I believe it's also... I don't know if it has any samples. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. There's definitely Vaporwave made now has a lot less sampling Plunderphonics mm-hmm. elements than earlier Vaporwave. There's still Plunderphonics elements, like there is still sampling, but it's not like the Echo Jam sayings of just like mm-hmm. taking existing music and making a whole album out of it. You still see that, but not nearly as much. There's a lot more original instrumentation, vocals, and all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah. I actually want to give people another sample of what mm-hmm. I'm talking about with these vocals and some of these vaporwave elements. So this is about minute and a half, minute and 45 into track two. Yeah. what the intended genre is. And I love it because it's like (laughs) jazzy Mm -hmm. piano, but like rock drums, but vaporwave vocals. Oh man, I don't know. It's so weird because this is probably the album that I enjoyed the most. Like it gave Mm -hmm. me the most to think about. But in practice, I have the least to say about it because I think it has to be experienced. Oh, sure. Beyond just telling you that it's this beautiful descent into like trying to process all these genres, I can't imagine what it was like to make this album. Like to kind of keep track of all of this in your head. Yeah. And make it come together as a a cohesive 40 ish minutes of music. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, also has a telepath connection. Uh, Telepath is, you know, it's also linked as a tribute Mm -hmm. on the fourth track. Yep. I don't know. It's It's just just go listen to it.
1: Yeah, hey, you don't really see that black metal and <laughs> telepath connection. That, that's a, the most, you know, fucking ambient, antidepressant, just just <laughs> knock your ass out kind of music you can imagine. It's a land of contrasts. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to re-listen to it. It's just that one part. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being weird and yeah. obsessive, but just six minutes and five seconds
0: into track three. <sighs>
1: It's just such yeah. a great
0: bridge. And you see that a lot, like I said, in metal. So like the track Stranger Things by Periphery has mm-hmm. that. Like the bridge just kind of drops out and it's like gentle, distorted guitar. And the drummer just gets to do his, his shit for like
1: a minute and a half. It rules. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what else. Like Winter Quilt has their own band camp page uh, mm-hmm. with a bunch of albums. Uh, have you explored any of their work, other work? No, but I want to. Yeah. I feel like Winter Quilt, I don't know if I should know them. I've never heard of them before this. This is the first. But they have so many albums.
0: I, maybe I've just seen them on mixes, but mm. I couldn't place it to any anything. But it'd be interesting to dig
1: through. Yeah, no, it's crazy stuff. The label's called Geometric Lullaby. So those are, I think, all of our main albums that we wanted to mention. But like I said, there were 20 total So we should give some shout outs to some of the other albums that might be worth exploring. And I want to start with uh, since we were talking about vocals, I want to talk about Midnight Store by Donor Lens because there's some really good singing in that one. I would describe that as kind of a future funk with a slight mall soft vibe because it is sort of like you're going to like a convenience store at midnight and (laughs) there's this lovely singing in the opening track. Jana Terrell does the vocals on a lot of different tracks, and there's vocals in quite a few of the tracks, actually. So it's almost got kind of like a synth-pop vibe to it, but like it, it's future funk, it's very upbeat, it's fun. Like I said, one of these more escapist kind of albums. I, I quite enjoyed it.
0: A similar album, though not one of my shout-outs, is, is Departure by Eventual Infinity. It was also like a good, mm-hmm. chill travel album. I'm going to, as my first one, do 1989. By haircuts for Men, mm-hmm. because I remember the Haircuts for Men ads. <laughs> but also, it's just a really interesting chillwave album. I mm-hmm. like the theming because it's 1989, not to be confused with, I guess, Taylor Swift's 1989. I don't think that's going <laughs> to be a problem. All the track titles are sort of largely, I would say, bad things that happened in 1989, except for Reagan's farewell, I guess, but he was replaced <laughs> by Bush. So, but it's like Tiananmen Square, Ayatollah, mm-hmm. you know, community issues, fatwa stuff yeah. like that. So you have these like dark titles of terrible things and then chill, slow jams against it. Uh, so again, from like a meta standpoint, I, I love that contrast.
1: Yeah. Haircuts for ben is another prolific vaporwave artist. Mm-hmm. They've done a ton of stuff in the past. Another good performance from them. So yeah. My second is of course Gaia from blank Banshee, mm-hmm. because I feel we would be remiss if we did not mention blank Banshees on the list with a new album. <laughs> It's an interesting album. There's a lot of really good tracks in it, and there's a lot of al- tracks that just grab your attention and just like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is going on? So it's sort of true to form for Blank Banshees, if you're familiar with their other work. Yeah, it's it's a little too... Uh, it's abrasive at places. Like, there's some parts where mm. it's just like... Uh, at least for me, it was. Uh, but like on other parts, it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. There, so the, these there are tracks that I would pick for yeah. mixes. The but track like-
0: chlorine is is way too short. I loved that track. Mm-hmm. I can see what you say about abrasive, but I really like uh, abrasive music. So stuff like parts of fun my death mm-hmm. are almost like vapor death grips, kind of.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that,
0: all right. Yeah. Of like kind of like abrasive beats and people kind of yelling mm-hmm. shit over them. Not as good as Death Grips, of course, but uh, for me anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of great tracks. And I didn't, this is one that I was a little worried about because I'm not typically a huge vapor trap person, mm-hmm. but this does a really good job of being really interesting and really well produced. It's masterful production.
1: I mean, certainly if you're a Blank Banshee fan, I, I can't believe you wouldn't listen to it already. Oh, for sure. Definitely worth listening to at least once. Pick out the tracks you want for your own mix if you're <laughs> that kind of person. But also, if you like, uh, as we're describing abrasive, then like it's really up your alley. Yeah, for the for little parts.
0: It's not the whole thing. is not like that, yeah, yeah. of course. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of variation in it, which is also exciting. Which is the
0: thing mm-hmm. I like. So my second shout out was, I mentioned earlier, uh, Omega Mall X by Limousine. Mm-hmm. A lot of Plunderphonics, a lot of sample driven, a lot of theming and just weird track titles. and. <laughs> A Neclocor feature, just really good field recordings and shit that sounds like it's playing in another room mm-hmm. vibes. is always yeah. enjoyable. Mallsoft will probably forever be my favorite subgenre. I, don't, I think it's that that blend of, of all the Plunderphonics with the overall theming of kind of making fun of malls. I hate malls.
1: <laughs> they are places of horror. They're very interesting to me, but I hate going to them. Actually, mm-hmm. visiting the mall is like, nope, no, 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 no. Unless there's abandon or at night and it's spooky. For me, I guess it would be the hypnagogic or, or slush wave, kind of like telepath school of vaporwave. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my single favorite Desert Island one. But a close runner up for me would actually be Broken Transmission slash Signal Wave. Mm-hmm. And we had one album in there, which is in translated in English is Arouse from Ghost. And there's a lot going on here. You have some of the classic Signal wave techniques, distortion, radio static, pitch shifting to plunder phonics, kind of an echo jams kind of vibe. So the TV's on in another room and you're in a in an unfamiliar yet familiar place at night. That's the album.
0: This is one that almost ended up on my my mm-hmm. list of three, which is weird because it didn't end up on my shout outs, which just goes to show that a lot of this is mood driven mm-hmm. and also kind of stuff I want to talk about. And I thought maybe you might you might talk about this.
1: I was... Almost put it in there. Like that is one of my top it's three. really good. It is it's really, really good. fucking good. Yep. Like just great sample manipulation. Great. I, I was surprised you picked desert sand. I will. Really? I'll have to admit. Yeah, no, I did not. I did not think you would pick that. So that's if I had known, I would have swapped out my desert sands for ghost.
0: <laughs> oh, this is all just uh all right. Delete it all. Oh,
1: Henry, this shit gift of the Magi. Yep. <laughs> Uh Do you have any more?
0: I do. I have at least one more, although I could just talk a little bit about each anything that you pick.
1: Yeah. Well, let's do one more each to keep the episode. Uh, sure.
0: Yeah. We don't want people sitting here listening to this talk about 20 albums. Yeah. So last one I like was Lightwear by FM Skyline, who mm-hmm. I'm I'm familiar with them mm-hmm. in general. They've been around a, uh, a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is just really, I think I recommended it just for the genre difference in that this is very much summer drive music. Hopping in my convertible and driving up the coast with my friends on a warm summer night music. Yeah. Like it's just chill. It's like slightly driving mm-hmm. at times, just consistent jams the whole way with like yeah. little bits of glitchiness and distortion tossed in every so often to remind you what you're listening to. But just, I don't know, just good, like chill, hypnagogic mm-hmm. driving music. I don't know. Although I guess you don't want to be hypnagogic while you're driving.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah. Don't want to fall asleep. I was going to mention Destinations Ball, but your Lightwear is kind of in the, not not quite the same, but similar. Instead, I'm going to mention Thank You for Holding, which is from various artists. Maybe the longest album on there is certainly one of the longer ones. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost nearly two hours because it's a lot of different artists. It was like for a charity, I believe. And it's all themed on hold music. It's it's all mm-hmm. it's all various songs, various approaches to, uh, you know, you've been put on hold because you called some company. and get put on hold and yeah no i yeah there's a lot of variants in the in the the quality Mm -hmm. and the in the 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 styles you use in these songs but god i gotta love i can't believe that they i mean i'm there probably are other albums themed with this but this first one i i've really noticed and it's very good
0: i also really thought it was interesting because a lot of the featured artists are ones who also are on the best albums list so Mm -hmm. it's like people really crushing it this year it's mm-hmm. like yeah. Eyeliner, FM Skyline, Limousine, uh, Winter mm-hmm. Quilt, Ventral Infinity.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I hadn't really considered that, but yeah, it's certainly uh, worth checking out. I mean, any of those albums on that list, they're all worth checking out. People are still really interested in it. There's a lot of really cool shit being made. Absolutely. And we'll keep digging it up for you here at Night Clear Radio. Sums up this episode, but what are we doing next episode? Next
0: episode, we're going to be digging into some uh, sci fi movie concept albums for things that don't exist. Back mm-hmm. to that jam. So there's a, I guess it'd be fair
1: to call them a record label, HDK. Mm-hmm.
0: They tend to release kind of dark concept albums, and we're going to dig into a few of them.
1: Yeah, we've uh, covered one of their albums before. They do a lot of Dungeon Synth. Mm-hmm. So technically, this will also be Dungeon Synth, but concept albums for uh, Italian science fiction movies that have never existed. So finally get to talk about Giallo. A lot of fun stuff. I love that sound. Again, thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks. And also, if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh thank you so much for helping us keep this going. Hopefully, we can at least pay for our hosting fees and all that. <laughs> that would be nice. And um I am at Ross Payton on Twitter. Burke is at Burke McBurkinson on Twitter. We are, of course, at Nightclerk Radio. And we have a Facebook page. And if you like this episode, tell tell your friends, uh, tell your families. Give us great reviews. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, what have you. Anything else, Burke? No,
0: just thanks so much for all the support. We're actually, I think, at just about a year of releases. Yep. So it's already been a year of doing this. Hopefully we... Uh get to keep doing it for a while longer because there's a lot of cool music out there
1: there really is and more of it every day so we'll be here keeping the lights on at night clerk radio thanks for listening bye